0: Hey, good morning and welcome to Breakthrough Walls. I am Ken Walls and I'm your host. And I have I have one of the most special guests I've ever had on this show on this morning. His name is Alex Stern. He's the co-founder of Constant Contact and he has one unbelievable story. So stay with us and share this thing out. We'll see you in a minute. and we are back let me bring alec on alec welcome to the show
1: ken thanks for having me
0: i'm so excited to have you here man i i you know i start it's been almost exactly three years ago that i started this show and i honestly i was going through some stuff and i'm like you know maybe if i just interview people and find out how they got through it that'll help me (laughs) so it was kind of a selfish reason i started this show and it's worked out so um man i'm grateful to have you on here i know you've accomplished some amazing things in your life and i'm excited to hear your story so um why don't we start with you telling everybody where you were born and raised
1: ah sure happy to so so I was actually born in boston Uh, my my mother was from boston my dad was from new york and my mom uh, and dad had moved to connecticut but my mom's network was up here a doctor and family and so forth and so uh when she had both my sister and i 17 months apart she actually came uh back to boston you know so i was born in boston stayed my five day stay in the hospital and then back to connecticut so i had a birth certificate and probably one of the shortest Length, uh, you know, residence of Boston uh, <laughs> for
0: five days.
1: Yeah, for five days, and then and then we we grew up in Connecticut. Then we moved on to New Jersey when I was a teenager, uh, you know, young uh, thirteen, I believe. And then I went to upstate New York for college, and then I came back to Boston uh, since I was eight, visiting cousins and and having a lot of fun coming to Boston in the summers and so forth. Um, I just said, yeah, one day I want to live in Boston. I want to move to Boston, and so after college, I did. Yeah. Wow.
0: What's the, uh, what's that town um, where the stadium is? What's uh,
1: the town? What do you mean? Uh, uh, Fenway park or
0: the football stadium? Oh, uh, uh,
1: so it's t- down in Foxborough, mass. Foxborough. Yeah. Oh, I've yeah, been, yeah.
0: I've been to Foxborough
1: Gillette stadium for the Patriots. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. that's, that's, I've never been to Boston down like in Boston, but I've been to Foxborough. So well,
1: you have a you have a open invite. Uh, I will give you the the five dollar tour. I'll even discount it. But I, I live right here in downtown and can. I'll uh, oh, do you, wow. you some, of the, some of the highlights. So I've I,
0: you know you, um, what was that? There's a movie with Jack um, um, Nicholson that he's there. It's it's I think it was filmed in Boston. Uh, as yeah. good as it get is it as good as it gets?
1: Yeah, and then also Departed. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He was in departed. And most, you know, these days uh, most, most films come through Boston, either for scenery or or building shots or actually filming scenes or the whole movie in that. So, so especially uh, kind of fall, spring, summer, and fall, there's, there's nonstop uh, um, movies coming through and, and it's so great to see, you know, they do a lot in my neighborhood here in back Bay and and it's fun, fun to watch and, the great thing is that if they're in your neighborhood, the, like oftentimes they'll they'll set up a tent and do like a breakfast for the neighbors, and the actors and actresses will will come and greet everyone and take pictures with the kids and.
0: Oh, that's cool. Wow. It looks, it looks beautiful. I, again, I've never been down in the, in Boston. Is it Boston proper? I've never been, I've never been down there. I'd love to see it. So I'll accept your invitation one of these days. So, so, so Alec, I know that you have, well, obviously you're an entrepreneur was there anything that you recall from childhood, or a a person, an event, somebody that kind of pushed you into what you became as an adult?
1: Yeah, so I, I can answer that a couple of ways. I mean, the first the first way when I was a uh, I was about eight, nine, nine maybe, and um, I started. Uh, you know, it's one of those things we were provided for, but if we wanted something special, you know, go you know go earn the money and you know, and uh, you can get, get it yourself. And so I started shoveling, you know, uh, walkways and driveways. I started, you know, mowing lawns and detailing cars and just being like a handyman in the neighborhood. And, and so, um, and then I started hiring on some of the younger kids to work with me. So I get them, I get the job, get it set up and then, so, okay, shovel this walkway and then I'll come back, you know, and and I paid, I got paid and I paid them. And, uh, and so, yeah, so I, so I, I guess I, that that was my first taste of entrepreneurial. Uh, um, I guess the entrepreneurial spirit, if you will. And then my mom, my mom had a small business, um, and she. So I used to go and help her out, and sometimes you know it'd be a Saturday morning, and I get woke to you know put on a a bow tie and dress up and go help at an event that she was she was involved with, and wow. Uh, yeah, so so she was uh, um, she would do a lot of things that 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 wrapped around events. So it could be like the. The fancy invitations and the giveaways to all the guests, um, you know the the wedding favors, the you know, uh, and and a bunch of things wrapped around uh, events. And so we used to go, go, and I would help out uh, at times if if some of the, a vendor, or somebody that you know, somebody backed out. I you know, I might bust tables or or uh, maybe bar back or do something that you know uh, that was needed. So,
0: so from a very young age, you were taught to hustle, work, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
0: That's yeah. awesome, man. So you said you went to college in upstate New York.
1: And yeah, what, Syracuse University.
0: Okay. What? What did? What was your degree in?
1: So, uh, some business and marketing. Okay. And, uh, and and I happened to do. I took a marketing class, and we did a case study on a company called Prime Computer, uh, which back in the day was the first mini computer company. So we had mainframes from IBM and. Burroughs and uh, Data General and some of the bigger companies, but but they kind of wedged in and with a mini computer. And so we did a case study on the company. It was really progressive, and you know I like the I like their uh, you know first mover, innovative uh, in Boston. And so it's a funny story, but but after doing the case study, I I, I said, well, they're headquartered in Boston. I'm going to call the headquarters see if I can talk to someone. So and this was this was gutsy, but <laughs> I ended up I ended up finding out who was the senior vice president of worldwide sales and marketing and ca- called in to say i'd love to speak to him about a job and so you know three three administrate uh, you know uh, like executive assistants administrators that were working with him i got to the his like right hand person wow and she was like we don't hire right out of college you know we hire five to ten years experience minimum and i said i know but i but i i did a case study and i told the whole story anyway so so <laughs> So I'll, t- I'll cut the story short, but I convinced her to ask him and I I drove up for an interview. And wow. so I met with this, this C-suite executive for this large company that had gone public and there was, you know, a thousand people in sales. And, wow. and so, so I, I met him and we, we clicked and he had me meet the whole C-suite. And the end of the story was he they agreed to start a recent college grad program and I was the guinea pig. So I went. um into training, uh, to take the courses. They were giving everyone all the new hires with five to 10 years experience to see what resonated, what made sense, mm-hmm. what I was missing and then worked with them for three months to build out a program. And then they started hiring classes of 40 to 60, you know, new hires that were right out of college, recent college grads. So I got wow. to go speak to the classes as the first. And, and then I was placed in an office in Boston. Uh, you know, they said, well, we can go, we can give you a, a spot in New Jersey. And, uh, and I said, I don't want to go to Jersey. I want to stay in Boston. So, so I'll tell you the end of this story. So, so I get a job. I get placed in a Boston office. My first day, I go to see my manager. He said, yeah, "Come in my office, shut the door." And he said, "You are a liability to me. You took a you took a, a, a requis, requisition for me to hire someone who was senior, who I didn't have to babysit uh, that that could could succeed because they've done it before. And now I got you." Wow! So you got to stay out of my way, and you got to stay out of the other sales reps' way. And I'm going to give you some accounts, and I got the graveyard accounts—the ones that had kicked us out, or were about to kick us out. And yeah. well, I, I, so, so I that I, that motivated me to succeed. I'm going to prove him and everyone else wrong. And so, so I ended up being the rookie of the year in the company against all of the new hires across across the country. And, wow! Um, I was just shy of worldwide uh, by someone, someone else who had 10 years experience. Yeah. And I got to two, go to two awards trips and, and, um, you know, get recognized as a rookie of the year for, for knocking it out of the park. And, and I had to secretly go to, there was a very successful woman in sales that that was in my, uh, on our team. Yeah. And I would go to her, you know, quietly and like, well, what do I do? They want to sign contracts. What contracts do I give them? And, you know, like, (laughs) But so she helped, she was helping me. And eventually that, that boss went into corporate and she became the boss. So we had built a relationship and, and then of course, then I could, uh, I, I could do my, I could do my job and, and rely on the resources everyone else could rely on. Cause you know, cause of the success that I had early. So uh,
0: You know, I just popped this comment by Jen. Uh, she's a friend of mine that is that, that's probably somewhat common among entrepreneurs, <laughs> though, right? Like, I, yeah. there's no better motivation for me than somebody telling me I can't do something.
1: Listen, I so so I'll tell you my motto, uh, and this is since I was a kid a no means not now. So I never hear no. And I always can convert that no into a yes and sometimes cultivate the relationship or understand exactly why I got the no. And so when I was a kid, I'd, i on a hot summer day, I'd ask my mom, can I have an ice cream? And she'd say, no, it's going to ruin your appetite. It's too close to dinner. It's this, it's that, or whatever. So I do a couple of chores. I would help her on a project. I'm like, mom, can I have an ice cream? So I go, honey, you've been so great. Take two. You know? <laughs> so I, that just got kind of ingrained in my brain. And, and as I went into business, you know, I used the same, like, I, didn't, I don't hear no. and I would ask why why I got the no or sometimes I'd ask, is it a good time for me to talk to you about something or if not schedule time? Like, yeah, now's good. So you get the buy in to talk to them now. Yeah. Uh, and then and then sometimes it's, it's a not now, like you cultivate the relationship. Can I stay in touch? Can I can I provide you some additional information? And I turn a lot of nos into yeses in my career simply by uh, by striking up the relationship and cultivating it and and providing what they wanted it in the time that they uh that they that they uh that they wanted to receive it so
0: yeah so so you um now how long did you work at that company out of nine years nine Nine years
1: years. wow yeah and i had great success sorry
0: i'm sorry go ahead go ahead
1: I i had great success and uh and so one of the top, top people in the company in sales and marketing, you know, right, right under the person that I originally went to uh, nine or eight or nine levels above me was going to a startup. So he called me and said, Hey, I'm, I'm going to the startup. I'd love for you to, you know, for you to join me. And yeah. he said, I can't promise you if you're gonna have a job in six months or I can pay you in six months. But, but if this flies, it's going to be a great, great opportunity. Uh, you know? And so, so I had, a, I had, a, a few million dollars worth of business that I was about to close in the next three to six months. And I thought a few million dollars of business might not have a job in six months. I'm sort of like, I don't, I don't know, like, what do I do? Um, and I was intrigued with this thing called a startup and whatever, but so I stayed three months, closed some of the business. So I had a little bit more of a cushion and then I called him and yeah. said, I'm, I'm ready to join you. So I joined and five years to the day I joined, we went public and I'm like, this piece of paper's worth what? I'm like, "Wow, how do I do that again?" <laughs> wow. Uh, are are so we talking
0: right now, about what I think we're talking
1: about? Yeah, we we went public and I had gotten options and they were they were worth, you know, obviously a lot and and it was my first, you know, first foray into, you know, uh joining a startup, building it up and then and then and then we had our initial public offering and and then sold after that. So this was uh this was a and- it was a a double, if you will, in baseball. So,
0: and that—that that was constant contact.
1: No, that was enough. I've, oh. I've, I've been—I've been in um, founding team or co-founder of eight companies with five exits. So I've had two oh. IPOs and three acquisitions. So, so constant okay. contact came, came later. Yeah,
0: we're uh, we got to become best friends because I need to know how to do that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, all right. Where's the sign up sheet?
0: so so okay like uh, so we're not even at constant contact yet we're in something else so you leave you leave a a job and and millions of dollars in sales the commission on that has to be pretty hefty so you walked away from the millions of dollars in sales or a portion of it
1: yeah yeah it, it it was six figures easily yeah yeah. So
0: yeah. To join a startup.
1: <laughs> right. Where I may not have a job in six months or I'll be able to get paid in six months. Correct.
0: Oh my gosh. So so um Dave David Newman says I have too many best friends. So 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 you 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 exit this company and then what'd you what'd you do? And and you had what were you thirty maybe?
1: Uh yeah. No, I was uh probably twenty eight. 28, 29. Yeah. And so, 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 no, sorry. I joined it, joined when I was 28, 29. So I was probably 34. Yeah. It's 34 when, when I left. And so uh, I took a little bit of time off, you know, I was like, wow, this is great. I'll take a little time. So six months in, I'm like, I can't do this anymore. I'm bored. And so I joined on with a startup. Uh, And so, 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 the first, that first company helped small businesses. The company, uh, the, sec- the second one that we took public helped small businesses, and then I joined another one where it was also helping small businesses. And um, nine months into it, we sold, and so they didn't want me. I was on the sales and marketing side, they wanted they were buying the technology and they were buying the engineers, and uh, um, and they didn't want me, right? So I got so I got a package to go, and I'm like, okay, this. Wow, this this is a different twist to an IPO. I like this.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh.
1: So, okay. yeah. so,
0: oh my. And this is nine months after you said I'm bored.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, 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 and then I actually, the next one, just this is, this is, I'll just tell you one other story. So, so I, I was going to join another one, which also is going to help small businesses. And, um, and I was, I was a Friday and we agreed on all the terms. For for uh, you know for for me to join on the head of sales and marketing and and so I was to go in on Monday to sign my he said why don't you just come come in I said I'm coming today and sign everything he said come Monday well the company over the weekend sold and I missed out so oh. so they they were so he knew that there was a chance they were going to sell if they didn't sell I was joining Monday if they did sell you know. I he, no sense having me sign something and then pay pay me when I hadn't even worked the day. <laughs> so, wow so I get the call on Monday and said, well, no, no need to meet up. We sold the company.
0: <laughs> wow. Wow.
1: So, yeah. And then after that's that's when I connected in with, um, you know, the original tech technology focused, um, you know, founder constant contact through a mutual friend who was also an entrepreneur. And, uh, yeah, and we connected, we connected and, um, and then we really attached it, you know, we just were aligned on how we wanted to help small businesses on the front end with, you know, with, with uh, marketing, marketing tools and, and being one of the first. And so we ended up, um, you know, we ended up teaming up and we had a third person at the time that was had already joined him as head, uh, like our software architect. And wow. so it was three of us in an attic when we started.
0: Yeah. Okay. So. You have an affinity, it sounds like for startups. <laughs> like like your whole because I I mean, most people would not leave six figures on the table to go join a startup where you might not have a job in six months.
1: Yeah, and I, I was surprised I did myself. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I mean obviously it panned out for you, but that's I the that's the chance. exception, not the rule.
1: I took a chance, I really trusted and believed in the I believed in the, uh, the the gentleman Tom that took me with him. Yeah. Um, I really believed in him. If he was going to leave a, a very successful position in a large public company to go join this company, then there's something here. I met the team. You know the you know the CEO and the team, and and liked them and thought, okay, you know they're really innovative and progressive and you know passionate to help small businesses. Some of them also had worked at, at Prime and. And so it was sort of like a spin out of people from prime that wanted to do something different. And so, uh, I just, I said, I'm going for it.
0: And, and so fast forward, it sounds like only a couple, two or three years to when you, you met the guys that that you formed constant contact. Is that right about
1: Uh, it was a, it was a guy, it was a a, a guy and a gal. So, so yeah, it it was Randy and Margaret. Yep. Okay.
0: And that was how many years after your first exit?
1: Let's see. Uh, so. Didn't first, thing, it was five years in and so it was five years. So so then after that, it was uh, within a couple of years, two and a half years, maybe.
0: Okay. So you're still pretty young. <laughs> I
1: mean, right? And yeah. and
0: and uh, and you had to have I mean, I'm I'm guessing you had at least a couple thousand dollars to your name. And and here you are starting a getting involved in another startup in an attic of a house, an attic of a house. Yes. And and I'm sure you could have funded offices. I I love I love the fact that you said, let's just do it from an attic in this house instead yeah, of I let's know. go
1: yeah so so it's uh, the story is more about um so original technical founder had a home in uh, the next town outside of the boston proper and yeah. so so he was working out of his attic and you know was working in some ideas around small businesses he was consulting in and helping some large companies helping small businesses and so it was just logical for us to just kind of migrate in and uh the, you know the, the initial few of us to work out of there and and um you know there's no reason to go get off space and and invest in things you know we weren't paying ourselves you know we agreed you know we weren't going to pay ourselves till we we built it up to get some funding and so forth and which is another funny story so i so i you know i call my mom to tell her like i'm i'm jumping into another situation and really love the uh, you know the other two folks that, that i'm doing this with we're you know going to be in an attic in brookline where my mom had grown growing up had lived in in the town and so I said yeah. we're going to be there, and she's like, "Oh, that's so cool." And she's like, "Well, you know, hopefully you're going to get paid." I'm like, "Well, we're not paying ourselves, till we get funding." And she's like, "At the time, I had three mortgages, uh, wow. I had, I had, you know, uh, other, you know, expenses." And she's like, "You're going to go bankrupt." I heard I'm going to go bankrupt probably a hundred times. And so, so, so I'm just going to tell you the, the the end to that, right? So, so you know, Facebook comes out and. Ten years later, we go public, have our initial public offering, and who on Facebook wrote in all caps? I always knew it, constant contact would be a success.
0: <laughs> your, was it your mom? My
1: mom. Yeah, my mom. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's so awesome. So, so um, you okay? So you. St- I'm I'm really curious about the early days because I I've been in technology for. I mean, my first computer was a Commodore 64C, right? I think we talked about that on the phone. So I've been in tech now. I mean, we've seen it change dramatically, right? In the early days, though, when you guys are like, was it just an idea or did he have some sort of a a model kind of already set up or how how did that all come about with constant contact? Because it's an it's an amazing program.
1: Yeah, and so so he had worked on some technology and was you know uh, and um, you know was in, and was looking to solve this from a technology perspective and install it in and have someone on the technical technical side assist and and we really needed to move it more to like a sol, uh, to a solution that that um, that that someone on the business side would make a decision to um, to you know to to take 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 this and so being on the on the you know the revenue helping rev you know be on the revenue side versus on the expense side. I mean, obviously when, when, when stuff gets tough, they're not gonna necessarily get rid of something that is helping drive or, or drive revenue or nurture relationships or engagement and so on. And so it was really sort of was morphing into a solution to help small businesses. And the real original premise was how do we level the playing field for small businesses against the big competitors that they had where all they had to really worry about was what they wanted to say, when they wanted to say it, and who they'd want to say it to and, to. and so, so take care of the rest, right? They don't have to know HTML, pick a template, drop in colors, and you know. So so the original premise was to have the self-service, easy to use tool. And and just like anything else, and 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 I'm a real sort of stickler, like before it's you know even done, like we, you know, I think we had we had slides, you know, PowerPoint slides to show them. We had mock-ups. We we didn't have a product. We, you know, we we started to develop some some pieces of something. But yeah. well, getting out to your target market and, and actually getting their feedback is the most important thing. And it's as early and often as possible. And so so and you don't go to family and friends because they're gonna say, oh my God, this is so amazing. You know, you're onto something. You don't right. want to go to people you know, you want to go to people you don't know because you'll get brutal honest feedback. Yeah, so we, we so we set out and did that and, and got and started to get some of that feedback and and started to build something out. And they got wide eyed with the idea. Um, and so so that that is critical for any startup. And oftentimes when I talk to startups, they're they're like, well, I, I'm going to stay in stealth mode because I don't want anyone to steal my idea or, yeah. or we're not ready yet. We got to bake it a bit more or we got to change the website and add more content and. And the bottom line is, you got to get out and talk to your target market. And a day doesn't go by that someone doesn't ask me, "Well, do you think this is a good idea?" And my <laughs> answer is always, it "Doesn't matter what I think, what does your target market think?" Like you've uh, got to be out there and getting your feedback from your target market as early as possible, and and they'll tell you if you're onto something.
0: I've never, uh, and and I'm sure you have experienced um, startup what's it called? Capital money that people are injecting into a startup. I personally have never experienced that any business I've ever started. I wasn't smart enough to go figure out how to get money. I bootstrapped everything. Right. And so, um, like, I, I don't understand. I see, I've heard of startups getting these millions and millions of dollars in and they're all making money. And I think that's got to spoil the whole thing. Like there's you're stealing away the hunger, like if if you have all this money that the startup founders are making. So
1: I w- so so let me let me just be clear. So the founder, so taking in money from investors, and then the and then you're saying that the founders are making money off that the money. Yeah. That got. I mean, you know, I, I I guess I would see it a little differently. That that when you're so so. Today to start a business, you know, you have to make decisions around: Am I going to create a family-run business that's going to that's going to be the legacy for my kids, or provide for me to be able to put my kids through college, or be able to get that extra summer home, or whatever it may be? And right. there's nothing wrong with that. You know, you're going to start that business, and and those can grow up and and build up, and sometimes get become big businesses. They could sell, you yeah. know, in some cases could even go public. Some are bootstrapped and never taken in external money. And then on the flip side of that. You know, if you're building out something and you really want to accelerate it and and be a first mover, you know, sometimes you know you're, you're the flywheel of your business and the revenue, especially in the case we were we were one of the first two SaaS uh, software as a service rented software, one of the first two ever. Wow. You know, and so so when you're starting with a free trial or the first pay pay level is fifteen or twenty dollars, you got to get a lot of business to to really start to put money in the coffers to. To you know, pay salaries and to hire new people and to do marketing and you know, et cetera. And so, so that's when you'd say, okay, well, if we got to take an inflow of of money in from you know, from from others, and that you know, that could be in the lot for, lot of forms. It could be a, a could be a bank loan to to family and friends, to angel investors, to family offices, to venture capital firms, like, and so, so you take that money in. So that that uh, in most cases, it's it's going to help you start to, to put put the pieces in to accelerate and not right. wait to get the revenue or right. wait. To, you, know, you know, if you had to wait three years before you got a salary, you know, that's kind of that's not that's going to dissuade a lot of people, especially sure. if you're not on, if you're not a founder, you know, right. and you're getting some equity as a, as you know, as an employee. And so so taking in external funds lets you put some things in place, including salaries and, and other things. So I I wouldn't say that, that people are making money off of that, but it but it's providing, you know, the, what's necessary for someone to stay in the game and and, sure. and and want to work with you.
0: That makes sense. That makes sense. Well and and I, I don't remember what was the starting monthly subscription model. It wasn't very much for constant contact, was it?
1: Yeah so so a free free 60 day trial until you hit some threshold of subscribers yeah. and you could send as much as you want in that 60 days for free and yeah. and then it triggered on day 61 to the first pay level or if you put in a list larger uh, it would move to a pay level and it was $15 a month you know yeah. point. and if you prepaid 6 or 12 months you got a discount right so yeah. So it wasn't a lot of money. I think, you know, today, maybe it's, I'm not sure exactly where it is, it's probably $20 or something, but it's still, it's really, really, uh, you know, geared toward the very small business. And so so where they can have a full, you know, self-service, easy to use uh, tool, and then now a suite of tools, right? We started with email marketing, but now it's expanded to many other uh, offerings that help small business in a lot of different ways, like, you know, uh, event, uh, event management, and uh, you know, and and uh, surveying, and so on.
0: Yeah, I, I, I'm seeing an overarching theme, though. That's that's you know, sounds like everything you've been involved with has has um, a focus on helping small businesses
1: for the most part. I mean, I've deviated to some consumer and medical device and some other areas, you know, over time, but. But, but all the things that are been tech related have uh, for the most part have have had some some common theme usually usually small business some have been on the enterprise side but but usually it's a small business and and helping you know main street small business and uh, you know the v in very small business you know constant contact had um, you know uh, at the end of the story you know the company sold i don't know exactly maybe five years ago. Four or five years ago, yeah. and so we had seven hundred fifty thousand paying customers. We had eight thousand partners that were promoting and marketing, wow. the, you know, on any given day, and uh, fifteen hundred amazing employees. An incredible management team, you know, amazing board, great investors. Like all the things were aligned, you know, for our success. And so, so uh, we I like to say we're an, uh, overnight success in eighteen years. We we went public at year ten, and we sold um, eight years later for one point one billion. Our revenue is roughly 450 million and sold for 1.1 billion, um, and so so um, and that was on the backs of all the you know all the folks that I just named that were that 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 you know contributed to that. And so I was you know fortunate to be on that founding team. I stayed in my lane and the stuff that I was really good at and finding new pockets of opportunity and building those out. And and then once they built up and we proved them, put teams on them, and then go off and do another project around that and so forth. So so it was great to you know. Um, you know, to to be able to to find incredible folks that you know are, are uh, 17 months in, we had, uh, you know Gail um, came in to be our CEO and who was a rock star and stayed all the way through to to the uh, to our exit to our exit of that acquisition. That acquisition, and so so we we just had amazing folks that came into the mix to to really you know it, the old African proverb: If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go with others, and and go with the right team. You know.
0: How often do you? I, I have so many questions. So, one, how often do you see um, issues pop up with partnerships? Because, like, you were literally, I mean, I was, you were a partner. I mean, there, there seem, uh, do you see things come up where like everybody wants to move in a different direction? And, and how do you work through that in a partnership? you know, for people that are watching that may be involved in partnerships.
1: Yeah. So, so, so there, there needs to be alignment, but there also needs to, to, uh, don't want everyone drinking the Kool-Aid and saying, you know, every idea that someone brings up, we're all on board. It's the best thing. We want things to be challenged. We want things to be tested. I mean, your target market's going to kind of vet through a lot of that. And, uh, um, yeah. and so, so, um, you know finding finding great partners you know is is really around alignment and some of the things for me and all the different companies that I've been involved with the startups um you know I've always said that we've got to be title agnostic right so it doesn't matter what your title is some yeah. people are, I want to be president I want to be this I want to do that and um, and then and also it doesn't matter you know egos aside doesn't matter if you know if you bring in someone above you next to you or below you we're going to yeah. do what's best for the business and everyone has to sort of accept that and and I've often seen some, uh, you know, the start, some startups fail simply because there's three co-founders and I'll ask who's in charge. They're like we all are, we're sort of all co-CEOs. Well, who, at the end of the day, who's the one person that has this company on their forehead you know? and they're like, well, we all do. I'm like, well, what do you, let, let's, let me back up. What do each of you do? Well, I'm, I'm, you know, kind of handle operations and and this, that, and the other. Well, you're a COO. Well, you know, I kind of managing some of the tech stuff Well, you're CTO. And i'm more external working with you know um, with customers partners and investors i'm like well that sounds like a ceo would you guys all agree and you know or, uh, and they would you know they'd, they'd be like no no no, we're all co-ceos so, so, oh, so it's not going to succeed if people can't relinquish a title or you know, yeah. stay in your lane the, the biggest thing is you know we all have an area that we're very successful in and, and the opportunity cost for it to do something else that's not in your lane costs you a lot more because you're not doing what's in your lane. You could do double down and do probably twice as much of something in your lane than trying to do something new that you wouldn't necessarily be good at or or what have you. And so, so it's just really important to to figure out you know um, you know what the what what's the best you know uh, what what's the best strategy for success, and that's bringing in people, bringing in others, and 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 being open to that and. And then the last thing I would say is, you know, I'm an innovator. I'm an idea person, you know, and, yeah. and so oftentimes, you know, ideas every day, all day, and, and pull over in the car and want to write something down, and annotate about something, and yeah. uh, and so at some point you've got to get to a place where you're going to operationalize what you have, and you got to stop coming up with new ideas, come up with the ideas and put them on the shelf, but just operation operationalize what you have, and that's a challenge because especially for those that want to keep innovating, like oh, we could just change it and do this instead, and I mean, I just talked to a friend, you know, six years in the making for bringing an idea out because it's well, we had to add AI and now we're doing something with blockchain and we're doing this and that. And and you have yet to bring it out to market. And, and I said, you know, the industry's passing you by. You know, there's other competitors that have already been out now for a while. And, and I said, get out there and then see what see what you need and, and adapt and adjust as you go. Uh, but instead, some people want to just keep keep working in the you know, in the lab and you know figure out how to make it the best yeah and and you know you you can miss your opportunity i
0: i I love that i i've i'm a, I've always been of the mindset of let let's hey, let's jump off the cliff and build the airplane on the way down like now that doesn't always work out but, Right. right. You know, and it hurts when you when you hit the ground but but you know so so what do you think the what's the biggest i don't know one or two things that you see small businesses? Um, mistakes that they make that, that are, that are, that are hurting them?
1: Yeah. So, so the first one I alluded to earlier and um, yeah, that's, 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 that's getting out as early and often to talk to your target market, right? Mm-hmm. So they want to stay in stealth mode and they want to, you know, just keep working on it, iterating and changing and it. it's not ready yet. It doesn't matter. You got to get on and get the feedback. That's the first thing. The second thing is they don't listen, right? So you, you, before you go out, you, you know um, you, you have to talk to your, you know to your target market and you've got to listen to what they say and when i say listen if you move the letters of the word listen around it spells silent so you have to be silent and present and listen to what they're telling you ask them some questions what's your vision for the business in 3 years what do you have today that you that you love and you want more of what don't you have and wish you had and you know and and so they'll start to share things like you know, I want to save money. I want to save time. I want to increase revenue. I want more customers. I want new customers. I'm you know, uh, I want, I want to be top of mind and engage with my current customers. And you know, they'll they'll share these things. They'll give you sort of a little bit of the roadmap of what 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 what's important to them. And then you'll want to then they're gonna say, well, what are you working on? And you'll say, Well, if I could do XYZ with you and save you time, save you money, but increase revenue, would that be of interest to you? And they're like, Yeah, tell me more and so you spoon feed them in you don't spray and pray another thing i like to talk about let right. me let me just keep talking and pray that you hear something of interest like you got it you got to you've <laughs> got to really target what you're saying back so that there's an alignment in the conversation
0: uh, yeah sales 101 right
1: <laughs> right right so those those would be those would be two of the biggest ones and i think the third one i would uh, that just came to mind was that 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 this is not easy Right? Starting a business is not easy. You're gonna have hit obstacles. And if you were like me, you would get a piece of paper out and you'd write the obstacle on the top line and you put a little box next to it and hope you could check it, you know, uh, end of day. And you wouldn't, would you get on to other things and avoid it. And then the next day, it's still on that top top of the piece of paper and maybe the third day and so on. And, and so just understand that you're not the first person that hit this obstacle. So seek counsel, go to people, To see to those that have knocked it down successfully, to those that failed in knocking it down, to those that have broken broke it into smaller pieces and uh, and and, you know, take knock down small wins and chunks of it to eventually knocking it down. And because you've got to develop that muscle memory to knock down those obstacles, oftentimes that's when they want to take the bat and ball and go home and stop, you know, just I quit. This is too much for me but you have to develop that muscle memory because behind that obstacle is a bigger one and you got to knock that one down and guess what? The one behind that's going to be bigger. And so, yeah. you know, you, you have to develop a way to do that. And, and one of the things I often introduce into the mix is humor. Like I, I just find humor in all kinds of situations and, and oftentimes just to get the endorphins going and, and, and lighten the situation for a moment, you know, well, what do you mean we can't make payroll? <laughs> you know, like, like, I'd laugh at that, but then say, okay, now let's put our heads together and figure out how we're going to do that. And so, so, you know, in those, those earlier days, especially it's really hard and you've got to find a way to, to, uh, to handle, uh, handle those obstacles and, and break, break them down and knock them down. So you can keep going.
0: I, you know, that you just reminded me of a story. I, I hate it when you can't make payroll, by the way, <laughs> God, <laughs> God, that sucks. But I had my wife and I had our first office had one employee one a designer a graphic designer and and he only made like five or six hundred dollars a week and I couldn't make payroll this one time and I was like I'm a loser oh my god I'm a loser and I call I call a buddy of mine his dad has a 150 million dollar year company and I called him and I said Marty I'm not looking for money from you. I just have a question. He said, yeah. And I go, how do you do it, man? I can't even make payroll with one employee. And I feel like the biggest loser in the world. And how did you go? And and his answer was brilliant. He's like, you just stay in the ring. You keep running. You keep fighting. And you don't let that blank and tiger catch you. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, what's the tiger? I didn't know about a tiger. Nobody told me about a tiger. What the heck? So, you know, it's just, it's, it's, but it is crazy. It can, you can mess with your mind, like, you know, especially if you can't make payroll. Oh, it's terrible. I hate yeah. that.
1: So, so that was just an example, but there's always, there's always obstacles. There's, there's a yeah. lot of challenges, a lot of firsts. Like, I've never experienced this before, but that's yeah. where you see counsel. You called somebody. That, that could you know get you fired up to figure out how to solve it or give you the answer or tell you how they would solve it or yeah. or, or just just motivate you to go just go work on it so yeah yeah, yeah. so just seeking counsel is so important on so many things when you're starting a business and as you're growing mentorship advising advisors you know it's critical to have folks in the mix uh, you don't you don't have to go go it alone
0: how many times a day I was gonna say a week, but I'm gonna go with a day. How many times a day do you get hit up asking you to invest in a new idea?
1: Uh, so I, I want to broaden that to invest in an idea. Can I get ten minutes to tell you about my idea? You know, would you would you give me feedback? You know, so I'd say twenty times a day.
0: Can um, I pick your brain?
1: Yeah, I pick your brain. And so, so I would just advise to anyone that wants to reach out to someone. You know, uh, uh, you'd say, well, that I really would love to talk to that person. They'd be a great mentor, great advisor. You know, what what they what they've done is, you know, what could help me so much, yeah. you know, just you have to do your homework and you have to be really prescriptive about the the ask and the reach out. Like, don't just say, can I get 10 minutes of your time? I'm like, about what? So I'm back and forth with people like, I'm sorry, but I just I you know, you got to be give me a little bit more color here. Yeah. You know, and so so you you know, the best thing is to say I'm working on something that aligns with what you've done in your past. So I think there's a really good fit. I would. Uh, it's in this space. We're sort of focused on this. And, and here's where I think, you know, a, a quick 10 minute conversation could benefit both of us. Like yeah. put some effort in. I'll read those and those uh, oftentimes I will answer. And yeah. so. Yeah. And so. So, so the, bo- the, bo- the bottom line is you've got, you've got to put a little bit more in skin in the game if you're going to reach out to somebody. And that's also like someone may come off a stage of a, of a conference and you run up and say, you know, you, you could say, say uh, you know, can I, can I talk to you about my idea or I'd love to pass my idea by you. It's going to mean nothing. It's going to go right over someone's head, you know, especially in that moment. And so you could say that, um, I, I tell them something they, they just talked about that resonated so well with you. Like you you just told me about a no means, not now. And I have to tell you that that just woke me up to realize that I could cultivate those relationships. And I thank you for that. I'm working on something that really aligns with what you had talked about. Could I possibly just um, uh, send you a note to maybe just buy, buy a virtual coffee or buy, you know, talk, talk to you for 10 minutes. And, and oftentimes they give me your info or, you know, talk to my admin and she'll set something up or I'll, uh, I'll send you my, my calendar link and, you know, whatever it may be. And so so if you right, put a little right. bit of effort in, you know, and reward them first, pat them on the back, whatever, you know, and then do your do, you know, do your ask or they may say, well, what are you working on? Oftentimes they're going to want to sort of reciprocate. Well, tell me what you're doing. And I'm glad that resonated with you. Tell me what you're doing. Yeah. So so take advantage of of those opportunities, but be smart about it.
0: I totally agree, man. I, I, you know, how to win friends and influence people. I really think everybody on planet earth needs to study that book. And, right. and and Brian Tracy said it, he said, you know, look, go buy a, a millionaire lunch or dinner or, or, you know, like so many people. And I see it all the time, you know, will like Grant Cardone, you and I talked about Grant, like he gets, inundated like you do with Rick, like, can I have 10 minutes? (laughs) Like, yeah, it's a hundred thousand dollars for four meetings with me. Go, go to this link and book it. (laughs) Like he's very direct about it. You know, like, like, I think that, that people do need to learn how to communicate with, especially with people like you. I mean, you're, you're on a, a high level and, and, and I think that once they learn that you are interested in helping
1: people. Yeah, and so so you know the 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 door so the doors are opened and especially on a lot of platforms these days like like Clubhouse as an example and yeah you know so I just spoke on Clubhouse and something uh, someone asked me to speak on Saturday and I I received probably a hundred and fifty DMs and ninety percent of them you know so so ninety percent just there was there just wasn't it was, like there was a compliment or this resonated with me and thank you and you know appreciate your words and. Uh, but then there, then there's the ten to fifteen percent. You have to go through those all to find the ones where someone's asking for something, and the majority of them just just ask for time or here's my number. Give me a call. You know,
0: <laughs> I love those. <laughs>
1: I'm like, okay, so what am I calling about? Like, I have no idea. What when's it good for you for me to call you about something I have no idea about? Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's funny. I'm telling you how to win friends and influence people is a great book for people yeah, to right. read. So, so, so Alec, you um, and I ask every guest the same question. And, and this, this isn't necessarily around entrepreneurs, but just people in general, it could be an entrepreneur, but it could be mom, it could be anybody what do you think the number one thing this is your opinion what is the number one thing that holds people back in life from financial success and i know mo- Z- money's not everything but zig did say it's right up there with with oxygen right so so from financial success and real true happiness and joy in life
1: what's holding people back yeah yeah so so the first thing that I'm just good, you know, top of mind What the first thing that came into my, my head was that 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 there are a lot of people that want to say that they're that they're um, hey, I, I started a business. I'm an entrepreneur. Uh, but when push comes to shove, do they really want to do the work? You know, do they really want to step in? And, and again, when obstacles hit, they're, they're the ones who want to sort of pack it in. And um, and so are they really happy in doing that? And, and do they have the support network? Right. So. So starting a starting a business is not easy. And you need a lot of support, right? So yeah. from from family, from friends, you know, from from your network, you know. And so so you know, sometimes someone's someone's going to start something, but they don't have that support. They don't have that person cheerleading them, and, or right. they did, and that person's done with it. Like, okay, you this is taking a lot 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 longer than than expected, and it's cutting into family time. And so sometimes the you know. Uh, it's not even just what they're working on and what they're doing that has its own challenges. Sometimes it's the kind of the, the influence of the challenges around them. And so so I think one of the first things is just to really make sure that, you know, you're committed in, you know, and that, that a hook a crook, you're, you know, if, even if obstacles hit or, or you've got to sort of maybe change the idea a little bit or, or you're challenged with the idea as it is and uh, whether it's product or service and, and so on um you've got you know you're that you're that person who's like okay well i'm gonna stay here until i figure it out as soon as i figure it you know we figure this out and and i've invested in a couple of instances where even before signing paperwork where in one case they needed to make payroll in five days i had met with with the founder and i believed that no matter what happened you know he will he and the team will figure it out they will Mm -hmm. find the solution and so i banked on it and, and in fact that company sold um about three and a half years after I invested, and and it was they were really they 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 were the ones who were going to commit. You know, I call him Saturday morning to leave a message at seven a.m. on a Saturday morning, and he and he would pick up. Right, so he was just working hard, and and I, I, I'm not one of those. Like, there's a difference between a manager and a leader. A manager wants to see you in the office, and you know, always know you're there. And a leader will let you do whatever, or just get you know as long as you're getting the work done. But so I just happen to be calling early on a Saturday to leave him a message about something, um, and and then he would pick up, and then sometimes I would just drive up and meet him. And he's like, "Well, I'm I'm, I'm here all day if you want to come up and chat." So I would go up, and we would have these great innovate, innovation conversations and strategy, and and understand where they were. And um, so so it's really kind of you you know you got to be all in, right? And I see a lot of folks where they're like. And it's fine if you're if you're not full time with it. Like I have an idea and I have a full time job. I gotta I gotta keep paying the bills and, but I but I'm working on this on the side. You know, no one's saying just drop everything, quit quit it all and and go go. You know, uh, uh, work work in this startup where you're you're gonna get nothing for a while. You know, you can you can sort of teeter teeter both and and kind of work on that idea. But but that's that's where you go to your target market who's going to tell you you're onto something and then it may help force the hand for you to say well I got to get into this full time because we you know we we're a first mover and we need to we need to get out there so so I think it's just really about just the support network and 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 that your your commitment in and um and it's it's hard it's very hard there are very there are a lot of days you're not happy you know that's that's the truth of starting a business you know, there's a lot of stress and so what can you do to relieve the stress and right. And, and some of this is, you know, we have this vision, like we got to, we, you know, we want to go public in, you know, in, in 10 years, you know, or we want to get acquired in five, you know, that's great. What did you do today to get you toward that? Visualize, set your intentions, visualize, you know, the outcome, but step back and say, what am I doing today to get me there? And and, and we don't do that all the time.
0: That's a, that is such a perfect segue opening. How, <clears throat> excuse me, how important is it for, for these startups and business owners, <clears throat> excuse me, um, to set big goals?
1: Yeah. So I'm a big fan of it. Cause, cause you like, you know, uh, you're the, the BHAG of a goal, right. Set, set that really big goal that's sitting out there. Yeah. Uh, but, but you've got to step back. Is that a three year or five year, you know, how far out are you going with that goal? You know, so you're going to have your vision of where this is going to go. But then you're stepping back and looking at what's the short term that you're doing today. And and I asked, uh, I spoke to over a million people in the last year wow. through all the summits and podcasts and interviews. And and so I would ask the question of many, uh, um, you know, are you've set that goal and vision? How many are you on a path today to get you there? And half of the people have to push, you know, you know, sort of a little push pull and whatever would say, I'm not on that path, right? So, so we've got to be realistic here. Is the goal sets that it's just too far out there? It's too big and it's just not achievable, um, or what you're doing today is not going to achieve it. You've got to be realistic about it, and yeah. and and then say, okay, what am I working on today that's going to get me there? And we often aren't aren't necessarily working on something today to get us there, and we we get into the busy work and 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 you know we we walk in with the best intentions and we get sidetracked and i mean a lot of things are going to happen and that's that's totally understandable but you've got to be realistic about the goals you're setting and then celebrate all every win small wins all day long that are helping you get toward that uh because you're not going to get there just just one day waking up hitting hitting that three or five year big goal that you've set you you know everything you do today tomorrow and the next day are going to get you there yeah.
0: You know, there was this time when, um, I had, I had a handful of employees and, and, um, my wife and I was, it was fairly new with our office and stuff. And, and this guy that worked for me walks in and he goes, um, there's a guy looking in the windows of your SUV out in the parking lot. And I'm like, well, you're bigger than I am, dude, go tell him to get the heck out of here. And he's like, well, he has it blocked with a tow truck. I was like, "Oh no. And yeah, it was, he was there to to and and so <clears throat> I can remember that being like one of the most the most humiliating day of my life and 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 I remember thinking, there's no hope left for me. And they're, they're, you know, I mean, Alec, with what happened in 2020 with the pandemic and, uh, uh, you know, the suicide rates went through the roof. I mean, people, people gave up. And w- what would you have to say to somebody that's barely hanging on right now? They don't know which which way to go they feel like they've tried everything i've been there i've felt like man i've i've done everything i know how to do what now you know what would you say to somebody to help them to get them through to the next moment knowing cuz we know that it passes but but they don't in the moment cuz i remember i i remember the car going away and standing outside with my employees going well i'm a loser i'm i'm done here so like, how, what do you say to somebody that's going through that?
1: Yeah, so so the biggest thing that uh, I I focused on during during uh, this last year was was or year and a half, I guess, was was really around, um, you know, we're, we're all in a hamster wheel of the day to day and the tactics of the stuff that we're working on, and and so you know, it's really a time to step back and to to say, okay let's uh, work on the business, not in the business. And so look at the strategy and see where you are. And, you know, if if the business is in a a lane of a highway, have you looked at the lane adjacent to either side to see if the opportunity might, might, might be bigger, test your way into looking at some of those things. Um, That that was the, the first thing is to really just focus on the strategy and, 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 and see if you're on that path toward that goal and vision, which many were not half were not. You know, and so that's key, right? That's really key. Yeah. Um, you know, i said say that was sort of the the, the first thing, and then second thing is, um, you know, we were focusing on social distancing and physical distancing, and and so I said focus on long distancing, and that's where you get out your address book or your your contact list, or you know, pull out your phone and go back in time, and and who are the people that were strategic to you in your life, coaches, mm-hmm. teachers, mentors, investors, partners uh, customers, whoever it may be. And, 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 and if you have a new idea and you're working on something, you reach out, find out what they're doing and see, offer to help them in any way, and then turn around and talk to them about what you're working on. And, and I had some incredible breakthroughs with, with folks on stuff that I'm working on now, uh, and others that I was working with who needed some, some assistance and, and just people were more than, you know, were more than willing to talk and, and also help. And so- So again you're not you don't everyone sort of feels like i'm in this alone and I don't, I don't i don't want to tell someone like you know that i got this problem where i can't it's just not moving forward or I, you know i've lost all aspects of income and and you've got to think outside the box or we you know right now we don't even know if it's a box that we're going to be in or out of going forward like you yeah. know what would you do it's all an open book for us to think about and how can you be creative with what you're doing uh, to, to offer. So, so I'll give you an example. I talked to a gallery owner and I said, well, where's all the art? And, and we, you know, I said, well, we've got it all locked up. And once we can open up the, you know, the, the uh, our retail store, we'll, we'll pull it back out. I'm like, why wait, why don't you take, you know, pick an artist, take some of their pieces home, do a virtual, you know, uh, like art show, right? Exhibition, bring the artist on, You know, interview them a little bit about their background. Ask them what what influenced you with this painting and that painting. Invite all your customers. Have your customers invite others, right? For you know, for like doing uh, watch parties. Yeah. And so I talked to the gallery owner shortly Mm -hmm. after, and I said, you know, so so how's it going? They said, great. You know, we did a we did a virtual you know uh, uh, exhibition and you know art show, and and we sold a painting. And I'm like, you're kidding. Who'd you sell it to? And they said it was someone on a watch party. We don't even know. who. We didn't even know them. They were through one of our customers. Right. So it's like you've got to be creative, um, you know, in, in in your approach. And 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 the restaurant is an example, you know, talking to chefs and saying, well, why don't you, you know, give a shopping list to the families or you can even package up a box and send it home and then cook with the chef on Friday night. So here's the stuff you have to do before we get on our live hour before you got to dice this and, and cut that yeah. and get this prepared. And then we're going to come on and we're all going to cook together. And, you know, the, the you know, the the moms and dads can have wine if they want. And you're going to prepare. We're going to prepare a meal together and everyone's going to enjoy Enjoy the meal when we're done. Like right. instead, of, you know, instead of waiting for them to come back into the restaurant or in some cases, you know, there were times you couldn't go back in. You only can take out and whatever. And so here's a creative thing to involve the family. And so there, there's all kinds of ways to just think 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 creatively about, about your business and how to get get in front of your target market in other ways, which will stick, will stick. These ideas yeah. don't have to you know, there's, there's nothing stopping these ideas from from being in the mix going forward.
0: And your hey your website is it alecstern.com.
1: Uh no it's Alec Speaks. A-L-E-C-S-P-E-A-K-S, alexspeaks.com.
0: I meant to have this up and I dropped the ball. My apologies. No
1: No everybody.
0: I want to make sure that everybody that watches this and hears this follows you um, and goes to your website, alexspeaks.com. Do I have that correct? That's correct. Okay. Um, So so you are, you know, I got to say that you're, you're not as intense as I thought you were going to be. You're just your energy is wonderful. I mean, it's really just you're you're just a good dude. Your energy is great, man. I love this.
1: Let, 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 I appreciate that. Um, I've been told I've been told uh, that I'm, uh, um, uh, you know, all all kinds of things. But but I, I'm an easygoing guy. I, I I've never let anything get to me. I just I've always. Uh, you know, I grew up, grew up just always laughing and and having fun, and uh, I am who I am. That this is it. This is all you get. Uh, I haven't changed, and I'll never change uh, from from who I am. So I appreciate that.
0: Well, I, I could, you know, when I asked you that last question, one of the one of the things that you interjected in there was that you know helping other people, and I can see that. That, that that seems to be a theme in your life is is figuring out ways to help other people succeed and win. So I, I love that about you, Alex. So um, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you for for spending the time, investing your time with, with me and, and the audience. And um, are there any other parting words of wisdom that you would like to leave everyone with?
1: Yeah. So the two quick ones are it's go time. You know, we we often will just find a reason to hesitate or, or, or not not, uh, you know, uh, not not just move something forward. And so so I live by my mantra of it's go time. And and the last thing I would just say is that, you know, accomplishments are something to build on, not celebrate on. So if you have a successful call or you you've signed a uh, you know a new customer or a partner and you you've got this great energy and you're excited celebrate that moment for about two seconds and then make another call or talk to another customer another partner because the energy that they're gonna feel through the phone or face to face will 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 you know be heightened for them to want to engage with you and listen and um, and so, so the the reverse of that is if you know you go visit a friend who just had a baby, and they're like, hold the baby, and you're like, I don't really want to hold this kid. <laughs> and so, when they, they, they hand you the baby, what happens? The baby cries, right? They're going feel your energy. So you want to take the and that and I would I, I would always take the baby, accept the baby and hold the baby. I don't want to be <laughs> right. you, you don't like babies um, and our pet like you want to go pet you know, like you're hesitant to pet a dog. The dog will turn its head, you know, or hopefully not bite. Uh, right. If you're, if you're if you're present and they feel your energy, like I was just at a friend's I have a new puppy and they're like, oh, he's gonna he's gonna bite your hand off. You know, she's gonna bite your hand off. She's gonna bite your face off. I put my hand out, licked my hand. I picked her up, licked my face. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh my god, like we've got cuts all over us from this dog biting us. So I'm like, it's your energy, you know. Yes. Like, I ex- received this dog with this energy who was just like, oh my god, it was it was just it was a love fest. And so 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 that you if when you have that energy. Build on it. And then at the yeah. end of the day, celebrate.
0: That that might be the most powerful thing you've said today, actually. It's so true, man. That is so and true. I
1: just want to say no babies or puppies were harmed in, in that experience. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is so funny. Alec, thank you so much. Everybody go follow Alec on, uh, you're on Instagram and Facebook yeah. everywhere. Yeah, so make yeah. sure make sure you follow Alec and thank you so much for coming on. We need to do some more things together. So let um, I thank you. I, I anything I can do to help you with anything, I am here. So um thank you very much. If you wouldn't mind, stay with me here. I'm gonna end the live stream, but stay with me. I'd like to chat with you real quick. So thank you so much. I thank appreciate you. you. Everybody, go follow Alec and have an awesome day. And hey, today is go time. (laughs) I love that. Bring it. it. I'm going to use that, but I will always give you credit. I promise.
1: I appreciate it. Thank (laughs) you. Appreciate
0: you. Bye-bye.